0: I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure
1: farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business.
0: Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your
1: dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the dirt on flowers. I cannot believe it's November, Shan. No. What? I'm taking Advil. That's how I know it's November. Well, yeah, it's dahlia digging. (laughs) Yes, that's it. I mean, we're digging dahlias. Although you have a, you've got. Well, you, it's yours is not without work. I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, you have a dahlia digger, but yeah, though. it's also have lugging
0: the heavy crates. Yeah, and we have like really clay soil. So, our when our dahlias come out, they like come out in a brick (laughs) of soil. Now we're putting those into the crates and then lifting these like 30-pound crates. It's just – it's fine. It's just – you know, it's like when you work out really hard and you haven't worked out like that in a while, you're just like a little achy. Mm.
1: I mean because we have a physical job and what we do is physical, but we're not lifting – Exactly. Dahlia crates. Yes. It's different. All all, like for eight hours. Yeah. That's like the CrossFit (laughs) version.
0: Yes. Farm Mm -hmm. fit. Yeah. Oh, farm
1: fit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, I know back in the day, like early years, my dad would run the tractor and I would do all the compost in the beds and he mm-hmm. would be complaining like, oh, or <laughs> Like you're sitting. You're sitting. Does Judd complain? Does he – is he like – Oh, a little
0: bit. I have to bring him down sometimes to like the level because he's running the tractor and we're doing – a lot of times doing the lugging. Mm-hmm. So he'll like, you know, he'll come up with a suggestion and I'm like, oh, hold on there, mister. You back it right up. (laughs) So now I make him dig and then he comes back and helps us. So it just helps. Like he's like a kind of guy who just like when he has a project, he will just like go blindly without worrying about anyone's well-being. It's not like his fault. It's just, you know, he just kind of gets super focused. So he would like dig like 10 rows at a time and like and I'm just like, hold on, just one, one -hmm. at a time and then we can can use your muscles. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's a big it's a big task. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of really big tasks that happen at the end of the season. I mean, yeah. that's for sure. It's oh yeah, just like tulip planting and oh, you know all of that when you feel that. like you're done. Yes, I know. I just got some. I got an email this morning about mine. So you? yeah, it's non nonstop this time of mm-hmm. year. But we got some good feedback from our Halloween episode. That was cute. Yes, oh, I love the horror good. stories. Ah. Mm-hmm. So many good ones. <laughs> I know. After we got done recording, I thought of like a few more yeah, we, horror part stories. I was like, "Oh man, yes, yeah, that could." Well, I'll save it for next year. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure there will be some next year that happen.
0: It never ends. And well, yeah, no, it's,
1: non, it's nonstop. Yeah, but, but we got we were talking a couple weeks ago about target market and mm-hmm. weddings, and so. We wanted to follow that up today to kind of expand a little bit more and talk to one of our very dear friends, Shannon and I's friends, uh, Tara Fodor of Farmhouse Blooms today. And just – Tara knocks it out of the park with weddings. I've been up many times to work on um, weddings with her. It's always like one of my favorite things. I love doing weddings, but doing weddings for someone else is awesome. actually for It's way more fun. Yeah. Because I'm like, I will be (laughs) – I will work myself to death, just tell me what to do, you know, yes. and then it's like you're creating, and I don't have the stress of carrying it, yeah, and then you know, you get to watch your friend be a little bit stressed, and you can yeah. be there for her. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so today we have um Tara Fodor on Tara. welcome. I'm so glad thank you're you. here. Yes, thank you're you for having me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we met Gosh, we've a long time ago, five or six yeah. six seven years ago, something like that, six years ago, probably. Yeah, I don't know, something like that. But we yeah. connected over a Christmas business. So Tara also runs, has a Fodor Tree Farms, and she's in Northeast Ohio. so about three hours from me. And uh, I was still hand-tying Christmas wreaths. At the time when we connected, yeah. And so I got to learn from her and her process and how she does it. And so we, you know, she also grows flowers as well and runs a flower business, which she's going to share with you about, but it does, you know, wedding design as well on top of growing flowers and running a very successful tree farm. So mm-hmm. she's she's awesome. She's a huge inspiration and just a really good friend. So I'm, I'm really happy to have you on here today.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is fun.
1: Yeah. So... Yeah. Tell me, I guess, talk to us a little bit about yourself and, you know, we're talking specifically about terra Fodor Blooms today. So this would be your design, but just, you know, give me all the details about your farm and like who (laughs) you serve, your business outlets, all of those things.
2: Yeah, I'll give you just kind of back it up from the very beginning. So this was my husband's family farm from the very beginning. And when we got engaged, decided to make it our home, I was in transition. So it was... I worked in Nashville, worked in Sweden. He brought me back to Poland, Ohio, right outside of Youngstown. And we had the farm, we had the resources, and it was really just determining what I wanted to do. I have the business background. So I stumbled across flower farming, really, and grateful that the ASCFG conference was in Worcester, Ohio that year. And yes. I jumped mm-hmm. in. So this was 12 years ago. And um, yeah, it's been, well, I guess 12 years ago was when I first started growing flowers, but it's evolved over the years. It, it was always a Christmas tree farm. My father-in-law started planting trees in the 60s. And then I started planting flowers 12 years ago. And then eventually we developed Terra Designs, which is strictly the wedding side of the business. So that brand, so we have three different brands, Farmhouse Blooms, which is the the flowers and Fodor Tree Farm, the, it all falls under F- Fodor Tree Farm. That is our Christmas side of the business. And then Terra Fodor Designs, which is really just weddings and events. So it's evolved over the years. It's been a lot of great successes, a lot of great failures. As you guys know, as flower farmers, you probably kill a lot of things as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's that's kind of where we're at now. We really wanted to separate the wedding side of the business from just the regular flower farm because- We were getting into um, a lot of inquiries and a lot of things that weren't really what we wanted to focus on. We wanted to focus on the high-end weddings, a lush garden design, but really do elaborate installations, a lot of things like that. So we had to brand that completely separate. Yeah, so that's kind of where we're at now. But we do sell, like with the flower part of the business, we are a full-blower flower farms. So we do subscriptions, we do workshops, on-farm workshops. Mm -hmm. We sell to retail outlets. Um, Yeah, we do all of that as well. So that is the core of our business. Um, Weddings kind of took the lead there for a number of years because we were doing so many. Mm -hmm. And then the past two years, I would say I'm starting to scale back a little bit and do maybe just a few weddings that really are weddings I really want to do. Mm A lot of, lot of designs, a lot of different unique designs.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I, I saw you had a event on your farm. Was that like Ooh. a private? Tell me about that, because the yeah. the candles and the oh, gorgeous. She's gorgeous. I mean, the tables, oh my gosh, the candles. Yeah. That's,
2: yeah, that's all new this year. So very we, cool. We're dabbling with just dabbling with on farm events. This is mm-hmm. our home as well. So I know a lot of other flower farms. They have the farm on their, you know, on their mm-hmm. property where they live. So, and we have three small kids. So it's really finding that balance of do we want people on our property all the time? No. Mm -hmm. Um, do we want to have these small, smaller intimate groups possibly? So basically we've done two really private events that didn't include like a flower workshop. I've done a lot of, I've done years of design and dines, um, Mm -hmm. years of workshops, but this, these specific events didn't have a workshop or I wasn't, I was more of, I was the venue basically. So, Mm -hmm. um, what we're trying to figure out is how to package those, but basically, we did one 40 person shower and then one 80 person shower, okay. Um, this year, and they were events that we were very involved with as far as the decor goes. We did all the decor, the florals, all of that, any installation things that we did. We did some fun, like the one was a baby shower, so we did um, some prams and decorated those all up with flowers. And- so cute, it's very yeah. cute, oh my gosh, yeah, yes. So- that was a big undertaking because we have, you know, we're a, not a huge farm. We're a pretty small farm and we don't have a ton of parking. So figuring mm-hmm. out all the logistics in that and, but it worked and it was a beautiful night. We had a backup plan. We were going to use one of the um, high tunnels, one of the hoop houses, if it were to rain, which mm-hmm. would require a lot more work because it wasn't ready to be ripped out, but we would have had to do that. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into having, being a venue and- yeah. Like I said, we're still dabbling. We're not Mm -hmm. really. If it's like the right event, the right client, you know, all all the stars have to align for that to work. So
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we were talking a little bit in our target market episode about like the different levels. So we have like a la carte weddings, and we have full service weddings, and then the next level is you actually being like a design consultant. You know, so do Mm -hmm. you see the business like moving in that direction, or do you do you function in that way with your full service weddings? Is that like a piece? that you do for all of them now? Or how has that evolved?
2: Yeah, I guess I have served that role in some Mm -hmm. of the weddings, my larger weddings. It just depends if they have a full board planner involved, Mm. planner designer. If they don't, or even if they do, I want to be involved in the whole process because I want to make sure the overall, the outcome is what we want it to be. Mm So it definitely has evolved. I I don't want to say I'm a planner or design i mean i'm a designer in as far as florals go and i like everything to piece together but yeah that's that's a hard one because there yeah. are so many planners and designers mm-hmm. out there that that's what they do
1: yeah well and i think when you are doing this like really high end design that you do you sort of have to curate that a little bit it's way right. different than mm-hmm. you know i've i've been tagged in photos before where we we do the arbor pieces and we send them out and then the wedding coordinator put them upside down you know i'm like yeah. well yeah, yeah. shit you know, <laughs> and then I'm like, or they do DIY buckets and they're tagging you and stuff, right? And you're like, and it's. Horrific. I'm glad you got our your flowers from us, you know. Um, <laughs> so there's there's just things that you have to like let go of control of, and I think when you're doing that like upscale weddings, like you do, you know. And another piece of this, I was just thinking, like, oh, that's really cool that you're like hosting these and doing the de- the design portion with those baby showers. But I was thinking too, like. It, Also, knowing your market, like my market's very different than yours. And they balk at, you know, a a $600 location rental. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's like knowing your budgets and knowing like what markets you can expand into. And you're pretty close. You're pretty close to Cleveland, right? You're
2: Mm -hmm. like somewhere between Cleveland and Pittsburgh, but yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you've, I mean, there's just definitely knowing markets and how to like tap into that because it always surprises me. Like when we come up, when I come up to do a wedding with you, I'm like, where are these people coming from? You know, because like they do these massive weddings, huge weddings, you know, they come to me with, they want a shotgun shell with some baby's breath in it. You know, your people are providing Ugh. slippers at the reception. I'm like, I'm so, can I stay? Like after yeah. we get done, I'm like, I will stay. You know, they do this like huge cookie tables and all this amazing stuff. I'm like, oh Lord, what we are in different markets. And it
2: is. And it's truly like the connections. I, I have definitely found, like I've done, Two weddings, a very very nice um, bridal shower, and then the baby shower for this one family. So it's really finding those connections and those people that yep. really like your like you. Really, ultimately, they like you. They like what you do, and um, just keeping those relationships going and happy mm-hmm. and positive. And I mean, it's. I don't think it's. I don't have a huge customer base, but the customer base that I have. Is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my husband always laughs. He he looks at the cars pulling in the driveway. He's like, "Oh, this is one of your customers, Tara." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it's an ongoing joke between the two of us. I, I just have good people. I have a lot of yeah. good customers, a lot of a great following, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's and, and the
0: higher end customers, they really like. They live their life based on their uh, their friends' referrals.
1: Oh, for yeah. sure. You know,
0: they're not just googling wedding Mm -mm. designer near me. You know what I mean? So once you get, you know, once you get those key people, it's, it's really nice.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Tara hosted Tulipina at her, at her farm. And so we did a private workshop with that. And one of the things that stuck with me with what she said was that if you're wanting to stay in high-end weddings, like you're going to be declining a lot of stuff that doesn't fit for you. And so I think, where what works for me and what I've really dialed in is a really efficient and affordable option that's like easy and quick for us providing our product and doing those micro weddings. Whereas like that, that seems to be our sweet spot. And I'm really happy there, you know, and if you're wanting these like upscale weddings, you really have to focus on doing other upscale weddings because Mm -hmm. they, like you said, they refer to their friends. They refer to the, you know, they're sitting at the wedding like, Oh, I want this. I want this. They like that, you know, and so that's really that's a really something that stuck with me that she said. Yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. And we've we've changed that over the years. It's just, you know, this year we said we were doing four weddings, four full service weddings. And then the same with next year. It's like I have three booked. I'm just waiting for that one good one that comes in. Mm -hmm. If it comes in, great. If it doesn't, that's fine, too. But yeah, it's I've said no a lot. Yeah. We'll still do our a la cartes because those to me are cakewalk. Mm-hmm. And I love doing yes. them. I love doing a la cartes where it's like I get to do a one-off bouquet and a one-off boutonniere or yep. you know, two and two or whatever it is. It's like I will do those all day long because it's zero stress mm-hmm. for me and they're so fun. And yeah. I love yeah. just walking the fields and grabbing whatever I feel like grabbing for a one-off mm-hmm. arrangement or bouquet. That to me is the best. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah.
2: That's the beauty too of having these on-farm events you know, you set up, you kind of establish that budget for what they want, but it's amazing. And we, me and my staff kind of talked about this. We're like, we could just go grab whatever we need. We're here. Like if we need yeah. more candles, if we need more of this, if we need more, you know, whatever it was product wise, it's like, you could just go grab it. And mm-hmm. so I can control that. And I, I kind of like that control. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, being able, able to control the overall look and whatever I want this event to be. Yes, it costs money, but it's also here. I'm here. I might as well make it what I want to make it. So mm-hmm. yeah. that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Well, you kind of touched on this just a second ago, but I was going to ask you, like, how has your business evolved over the years? So I know you sort of started with sunflowers, right? Isn't that yeah. what you guys yeah. were kind of known for? And then
2: it's grown yeah. into this really upscale yeah. Uh, now, we can't, now we can't um, grow sunflowers to save our lives. <laughs> dear, here <laughs> like just – a problem right now for us. But yeah, so it started in sunflowers. We started growing sunflowers. I actually, it's kind of funny because I read an article about a farmer in Pennsylvania that turned his cover crop into a cash crop. And that was, he was growing single stem palm sunflowers. Mm-hmm. And that was the article that started it all for me. So I, I read that and like, well, I can do that. So I did it the first year, just sunflowers, Went to markets, hit up a few florists in town, and quickly realized there was a, a, lo- a market for local cut flowers. So every year, we just kind of kept adding on. We added um, our first hoop house, then our second, and then our third. We added a walk-in cooler, our design studio. Um, it just kind of all evolved. And then I can't remember even what year it was, but I started dabbling with the design as far as wedding design. And I I just quickly realized how much I loved it. And then it just kind of spiraled from there. And I think we brought in um, Susan McLeary. We had her come Mm -hmm. in and do a design workshop. I did a one-on-one with her, I think the year before in Michigan. I did the Jenny Love. I went to her place. I mean, these are back when I pre-kid, so over eight years ago. So yeah, just kind of just gaining as much knowledge as I can along the way and then kind of figuring out what works best for me. Mm-hmm. but the wedding design part just, yeah, it just slowly evolved. I don't know. It it was, it started off small and then it just kind of grew and grew and grew and grew. And then I remember one year, I don't remember how many weddings we did, but it was a lot. It was like, I feel like every other weekend um, throughout the season. And at that point I was like, Whoa, I need to slow down. I need mm-hmm. to like get a breather here. And they weren't big weddings, but they were still like decent. Yeah. And then you get that one big wedding. You're like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you realize what you want to do, and what you don't want to do. And, and basically how much energy you're putting into that $4,000 wedding versus that $30,000 wedding. And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah. dang, it's not that much different. Yeah. Like my, for my, in my it's case, in yeah. so I was like, why am I doing a bunch of those? So
1: yeah, yeah. I just, and I'm
2: sure it, kids have changed that that yeah. direction. And yes, and you know, my husband's not full time farm. He's has his full time gig, so he's he travels and does other things. So as the kids got older, I thought they would get less busy. I was wrong; <laughs> they get <Yeah>. busier. <laughs> they don't need my attention all the time, but they just are busy. So we just decided, okay, we don't want to do weddings every weekend. We want to do maybe one a month, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Dabble with, we love, we love the workshops too at the farm. So we wanted to kind of do a little bit more of that. And Mm -hmm. did that answer your question? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, we're always talking to the listeners about making your farm work for you. And I feel like that's like the perfect example. It's like our, our farms are allowed to evolve in our favor. Right. You know, as things change. And that's like, that's the beauty of what we do. You know, we're not reporting to a nine to five. I mean, we, we, we are, we aren't, but it's yeah. on our terms, you know, so nice, you can make, nice, yeah. Nice,
2: nice, 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 nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel that. I really do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, but we're always encouraging people to think like, Hey, like th- there are perks to flower farming. Is it hard at times? Yeah. But you can make that farm work for you. And I feel like that this is like the perfect example of that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing I will mention um, with the with the weddings, the bigger you get, the more people you need. So that was scary for me because yes. I'm a do it myself kind of person. I want to do everything myself. Like I could do it, yeah. you know. And so that is the one thing you need. You need people. And even with the growing flower farm, it's like all of a sudden you get to a point where you're like, okay, crap, I can't do this by myself anymore. Like mm-hmm. if everyone were to be done, quit their jobs and say, we're not working for tear anymore. Like I can't do it myself anymore. Like I have to have bodies here to help. So that's the same with the weddings. The bigger high dollar budgets they have, um, you need people. And the one nice thing with having a community of flower farmers, designers, is that like Lindsay has freelanced for me several times and reaching out to those people for those big special events. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people want to do that Mm because they're like, this is a cool opportunity to show up. They don't have any of the stress of of dealing with, you know, all the – just all the stress of the wedding, you know, yeah. at, because at the end of the day, that wedding is on you, mm-hmm. you know, it's on me, mm-hmm. it, you know, and that's why I try to tell my staff sometimes like, I I need you guys, I need you, I need you, but you have to understand my stress. Like at the end of the day, they're not going to look at you or you and say, you did that wrong or it's all coming back to me. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. It's the stress of being the boss.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> any business. Staff, yeah, yeah. 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 So just, you know, how do you, you talked a little bit about employees? So let's mm-hmm. talk about how you're structuring the design services. Is it mostly freelancers that you use? And then when somebody comes to you, because a lot of our listeners are like, okay, if I want to start doing wedding work, like how do you get leads? Like some of the, how do you qualify them? And how are you managing like site visits and meetings? Like what does that look like for a typical bride of yours?
2: Yeah. So first it comes in an initial inquiry so mm-hmm. we've kind of streamlined that where we have a wedding worksheet they fill out so we get all their information all the initial information right off the get, right off the bat and then we kind of evaluate that do we want to schedule a consultation do we not so that's kind of the start of the process and then once we have them come in we meet with them go over everything they want. If it's a wedding we want to work with, then we'll do a, because basically that, that or that consultation is they're interviewing us and we're interviewing them. Yes. So to see if we can work together for over a year, because um, yeah. that's typically <laughs> what they are. It's over a year mm-hmm. usually anymore. But, and then we, you know, if we want to work with them and we draft a proposal, send it out to them. And then from there, it's like, if they want to move forward, they send the contract in and kind of go from there. But as far as, My staff, and you mentioned about like freelancers and all Mm -hmm. that, I initially was like, I was the only designer. And then I brought in another girl that was, she was my um, main designer, but she did a lot of other farm tasks and duties. But now I only bring in freelancers when I have, when I need the help. So Mm -hmm. all of my staff right now can, can do some design. Um, some of them would do like bud vases or like yeah. smaller designs and then there's others that do like the installation so it really just depends on the event but I typically don't bring in freelancers unless it's a huge event that I absolutely need the extra hands and bodies to to help out with mm-hmm. so
0: very cool yeah. yeah yeah I think so Um. so as the business as the side of the farm that does all the design services, as that grew, what would you say was like the biggest obstacles that you had to get over in order to get, you know, a lot of people are like stuck in that mindset, you know, like I, Oh, I'm never going to do like the $30,000 wedding or I can't do it. I mean, I'm kind of curious, like how does the farm fit in with that? Or when you get to that level, obviously you can't grow everything. So how, what do you focus from the farm side Is it just like the specialty flowers, like the Lizzie and the Dahlias and all that kind of stuff? And how do you integrate the farm into the design?
2: Yeah, that's that's a hard one because, you know, over the years it's changed, Mm -hmm. you know, like everything has changed. So a few years ago when we did so many weddings, we would want to grow some other specialty stuff that we didn't need quantity for. And then now this year it was like, okay, I need – you know, we were just looking at our dahlias our and like, those are beautiful, but they're not giving me production. I don't want those, you know, yeah. they're, they're design work, but I'm not using, I'm not designing weddings all the time. So yeah. that, that is definitely a, a different balance. Now that I just looked at our numbers a little bit ago um, this morning, you know, our wedding numbers are down from previous years, a little bit down, but our farm sales are like crazy high. Mm-hmm. So It just shows me that, you know, we do need to keep producing like the, you know, Mm -hmm. the dahlias that produce a lot of stems per plant, um, Lizzie to crank out the Lizzie, you know, Mm -hmm. all those things that you need for farm bouquets, workshops, different things like that, but you know. It's just a hard balance. I mean, yeah. every year is different. And, and sometimes you just look to see what you want to grow. Like, mm-hmm. what do I want to try? Is this, am I growing this for a wedding or am I growing this for me? Because nine times out of 10, for me anyways, in my circumstances, if I want to try to grow something specific for a wedding, it's going to bloom too early or too late. 100 you know, So it's like, oh, I, just, yeah. I don't get hung up on that. A lot of and, pressure. Yeah, I don't get hung up on that. And I, because now I'm so comfortable with ordering from wholesalers or other yeah. flower farms. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not... I don't stress about that anymore because I know I can get what I need to get when I need to get it, Mm -hmm. so.
1: Yeah, I think growing specifically for weddings is tough unless your entire business, like um, Katie at Old Slate, her entire business is set up on event work. That's who her main customer is and that's who she grows for. So she grows just for event work, you know? So she, that's like, she's very geared towards that. So I think I'm the same way. You know, I used to grow Scabiosa is one that I always talk about that I'm like, I don't grow it because I don't like to harvest it. And then it was like, trying to get the one wedding that it would fit into. I'm like, I'm growing this, you know, it's taking up this much real estate in my high tunnel to use four stems of it. I'm yeah. I'm like, come on. Like, this is not, yeah. this is not what I want to grow, but that's, you know, but again, it's like, if it might work for some people and, mm. um, but yeah, you have to look at also like where the money is in your business. Like you're saying, like your, your flowers, like the, you know, Farmhouse Blooms is still making a, is making a lot of money. It's like mm-hmm. that's sort of where the energy then ends up going too. Mm-hmm. Not that your, you know, Terra Fodor yeah. Designs is not, but.
2: Right. But for growing purposes, because most yeah. of your growing is going to be used for Farmhouse Blooms. And yeah.
0: Um,
1: yeah.
2: You know, yeah. I think what makes Terra Fodor Designs special is because I could pull those unique elements that are happen to be popping up in the field. You know the taliums, the yes. you know fresh explosion, grasses, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and, and tuck those into arrangements that you know you typically don't get. Yeah, yeah.
1: So well, you're you are ordering in product. Like yeah. mostly for the big weddings. Yeah. Yes. You yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, standard, you know, garden roses. We do grow some garden roses here, but just not – never, again, never the color, the time, the – Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, usually garden roses, roses, you know, just depending on the season what we want to use. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think if you want to grow the business to the point where you've grown the design side, it's like you have to give yourself permission to yeah. – order stuff. And I think a lot of people get really hung up on that and not that it blocks people from growing it to that, but it's like, it, it is limiting just using the farm flowers, like mm-hmm. it's limiting to the to the wedding design, in my opinion, wedding design mm-hmm. business. So it puts you in that you know three to or one to five thousand dollar wedding range. If you're just forcing yourself to just use your own blooms, mm-hmm. it's like that yep. next level. Like it's okay to give your yourself permission to order stuff in to make that happen. It's okay. People get really you know,
2: oh, I just, I only
0: want to use my own flowers, and and I get that. Like I do, I get that. But it's basically mm-hmm. a business decision.
2: Yeah. yeah, and that's okay. Not to kind of go off this, but. I don't know if you guys do anything with proms, homecomings, all of that. Oh
0: God, no. I swore anymore. that stuff out.
1: I stopped I, it.
2: Why? <laughs> we, you know, I I'm kind of a hardcore like when it comes to people asking for certain things. I'm really hardcore about No, we don't do that. No, we don't. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. We yeah. do if you if you, you know, if you want us to do it, this is what we do. Mm-hmm, so yeah. we we've been doing it the past few years just a certain quantity and that we use strictly our product. Sometimes I would order in like a, a foliage, like a seeded uke or something. Mm-hmm. And usually it's like Dahlia season or, you know, prom is ranunculus. Yes. So it's, yeah. So it makes he's sense. Who's not going to love it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We've, yeah. we've actually done really well with those. And to me, those are easy no brainers. If you can control the mom, <laughs> you 100%. know, if you can get the message across saying, this is what we do, send me a picture of the dress, you know, and those are, those are easy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Easy money. No, they, they are, they are. But what I always ran into was... I When I did them, I was also working full time off the farm and I I would literally forget every flipping time that I had one. And I think, I don't know if I ended up telling (laughs) that. Did I tell the horror story where I forgot it and I was like ripping lilac off with my teeth basically. (laughs) It was like running down to my parents' rental house, like ripping a lilac off. I'm like, that was my, it, it was my fault always. But you're right. There is opportunity there. But I, to me, it was like, we never really got enough volume yeah. to feel like it made sense for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we kind of quit. We just say no and we pass it to another florist. But I did have the idea that you could do pre-made, you know, oh, like pre-made yeah. boutonnieres and, and a corsage and boutonniere like combo and then let them pick up. Except I can't even believe they trend into these bouquets now. Like it's like a wedding. Oh, yeah. It's a mini wedding event. Yeah. They hire photographers Yeah. I have, I take issue with this.
2: I really do. Youngstown's really into that. So, and we have a lot of schools that right in our, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we are, and that was one thing I didn't mention about our farm. We are in an amazing location. So we are like, we're considered, I'll just say Poland mailing. Mm -hmm. We're Boardman school. So we are literally like smack dab on two communities. I mean, just there's like, I don't even know how many school systems within like a Ten mile radius of us, fifteen mile mm-hmm. radius of us. There's a ton, so you know we just did Poland homecoming the one, the one weekend. I told the girls stop at fifteen mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. bouquets go. Stop, don't take any more than fifteen, just because I don't want them to look the same. Yeah, but fifteen bouquets at you know say seventy bucks a bouquet. Yeah, yeah. Plus the twenty or eighteen dollar boutonniere or whatever it is. I don't even know what it is, but yeah. you know it's like, and we can do that, and one person can do that in a few hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get them out. Yeah. Yeah, you that's know? true. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but anyways. And you're, charge,
0: and you're charging appropriately for it.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean,
1: it's – Yeah. It's a I charge 30 for a boutonniere. You do? 30. Oh, yeah. yes. I do not 35 do. for the groom. Really? Yeah. Dang, girl. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> like
0: 20. I think I'm I, yeah, well, to
1: me, I'm like mm-hmm. if you're doing that many, you're doing like 15 of them or whatever. Yeah. It's like they're it, – I'm always looking at it from like what to – what are they – what are they likely to cut? You know, like if, if I'm still, they're not going to cut a bridesmaids, but if they're going to cut in a certain area, I'd rather yeah. not make a boutonniere. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, um I don't like
2: making floral cuffs. Oh, yeah. floral cuffs, yeah. 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 To me, they're, those take forever. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. why my my flower crowns cost eight hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> so no one, <laughs> so
2: nobody asks.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, that'll be nine hundred dollars.
2: <laughs> that's a very good point. If you don't, for me, when I don't want to do something yeah. for wedding. I, when I write that price, it's high. It's yeah, super yeah. high. Like, if they choose to do this, it's well worth it then for me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because I, yeah, you, you definitely have to price accordingly. Like you, mm-hmm. when everything is for pricing for me, for weddings, everything is, there's so many variables involved. Yes. Some people will say, well, what's the price of this? I'm like, well, it just depends. Do I like you? Do yeah. I like you? <laughs>
1: you
2: know, because all that, yeah. Yeah, Not bride, me email you 30 times on yeah. one thing. So it just depends. I mean, installation pricing is is always a hard one for me, but I say, mm-hmm. you know, anything on a ladder is, you know, you're looking in thousands. So, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I always do a uh, 10% mom fee. So if the mom contacts first, it's an automatic <laughs> 10% more because so I'm like, this is this yeah. chick is going to be a pain, and then if the mother-in-law is also on the call, add an extra five percent. It's just like <laughs> that's a service fee.
2: Who shows up for the um, consultation? That's a yeah. very, very
1: good sign. Like- they bring <laughs> their entourage of yeah. mother-in-law. I'm like, out oh. Oh, of
2: chairs. Let me go find some more chairs. For yeah. my I, like, um, don't have oh.
1: I used to do in my landscaping days. I would do um, uh, meetings with HOAs, yeah. and they always had like a landscape committee. And I remember just being like, you know, not this like 20 something landscape designer. And I'm like, listen, no more than two people on the landscape committee. Like I'm like <laughs> dictating this. Like, I don't want to deal with five of you. because yeah. Roger cuts his boxwoods into little dinosaurs and Sally <laughs> doesn't even, you know, she's got a cottage garden and I'm trying to meet y'all in the middle with landscaping yeah. your HOA people. Yeah. So it's the same with weddings, you know, just like minimizing the number mm. of Mm -hmm. number of contacts that you have Mm -hmm. so so a lot of our listeners Tara they are like they're in a lot of different stages but a lot of them are just like early in their farming stages and they're thinking about doing wedding design in their farm so like where would you encourage someone to start if they're just like brand new and they want to get going into weddings like where would you direct them first
2: a friend or a family yeah (laughs) you know find somebody or someone that you know that's getting married and say hey I'd love to do this you know, give them a very good deal, you know, or, you know, depending on that relationship. Yeah. I think you need to figure out what it is that you want to do. Do you want to do high end weddings? Do you want to do kind of that middle of the road and how often you want, do you want to do weddings? Do you want to do every weekend? How many do you want to do a year? And I think that really can help define what it is, who you want to reach. Cause I did a photo shoot when I rebranded Terra photo designs. I did, I had a photographer, photographer come out and I did a lot of mock-ups. We did an installation. We did – we had, like, three different setups. And so – and I made the bouquets. I made everything. And then she photographed everything. So that was kind of like, this is what I want to put out into the world what you want to get, That what mm-hmm. business you want to get. So – and that's the same with my weddings. I will put galleries, which I haven't updated. I'm really bad at updating stuff, like updating our websites. We and
1: mm-hmm. Even care yeah, right.
2: designs. Like, I feel like that gets the side burner now because – I don't want as many. So I. if you look mm-hmm. on my Instagram, there's not a ton of posts recently. I just – you know, and I typically like to wait for um, photographer p- pictures to, to yeah. use those as well. But anyways, yeah, so you want to basically put out everything that you want to get in return. So I think you need to figure out what it is that you want to do when you're first starting off and kind of hone in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to start somewhere. So if you want to do high-end weddings, then find a friend and say – or someone who's getting married that's, you know, family or friends say, Hey, I want to be involved. Can we like knock this out of the park? And maybe you have to meet, maybe you have to take a cut or not cut, Mm -hmm. but maybe you have to kind of lose your butt on that first wedding just Mm -hmm. to, to give, to show what you can do basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've done that. I mean, I've done a lot of weddings where I want, where I love, like I love the design. I love the colors. I love it. You know, love everything about it. We'll be like, you know what, let's, we only had this design for this arch, but let's do it like full on or, you know, let's, Mm -hmm so we'll do things like that just because i'm like oh this this could go over the top and i really wanted to so yeah. yeah yeah so
1: one of the things with you like when i've been up to work with you that i think we, we've talked about this high-end wedding, but you do really large installations. And I actually am going to, I'm going to do a reel with the time-lapse that we did for that big entryway with behind oh, all
2: those florals. Yeah. I've got time-lapses from lots
1: of chairs yeah. weddings. So we'll put that up, but I've been hanging on to it. And I'm like, this is the perfect place to use this, to show yeah, these perfect. big installations. But doing these big installations with you have just been like the super fun part. And we're going to, dig into this in the insiders. So if you're a part of our insiders, you're going to get an extra with Tara where we talk about pricing and, you know, how in some of her favorite flowers that she works with. But talk through to me the fear of pricing these high-end weddings, because I think for a lot of people, that's the mental block. I'll even say for myself, I deal a ton in um, very small weddings. That's my market. And I know my sweet spot. But every once in a while, we get one that comes that's like, you know, 15,000. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I get a little bit like Mm -hmm. to send it, you know, where it's like, so how do you work through that with these, with these big, you know, upscale weddings?
2: You know, when I first started doing it, I would do, because I don't do mock-ups for my brides. I don't do that. Um, But when I when you get a big installation, you're like, crap, to price this out, I need to figure out so I don't lose my butt on this. Mm -hmm. And so I have done mock-ups for me, not for the client, but for me only for pricing purposes where like, I'm going to grab, you know, I'll scale it down. So I'm just doing, if I'm doing this 30 foot table runner, um, full on, like, let me just do a, you know, four foot section, and see kind of exactly what I'm going to be using, and so mm-hmm. I'll do things like that. I'm doing, you know, it's not my thing, but I'm doing baby's breath next year, and I have to do all these clouds, and like oh, I have no idea because I don't. It's not typically mm-hmm. what I do. So I brought in some and mocked just a small version of it. I'm like, okay, so you have to know math. You have to be able to do math. And for the, the installation that we did, Lindsay, I kept thinking to myself, this is an algebra equation. Like I need to yeah. remember how this works. But yeah, I think you, if you can like dumb it down a little bit, kind of scale it back and, and then just kind of, you know, multiply it out that's how I do it anyways. Yeah. Um, And then what's
1: your fear? Like, do you have fears that come up, like giving these, these big numbers? Or are you just like, yeah, these, they know that they're asking for, cause I'll tell you what I bump into. My pricing is on my website and they fill out an inquiry and you know, they, they don't do math. They don't look at nine bridesmaids times 95 and look and they're giving me a $700 floral budget. You know, I'm like, well, you're already over a floral budget, you know? So how do you get through the expectation that they might have versus what you're presenting them.
2: Yeah. I think it's, you know, you have to be confident in your pricing. So, and to me that is like figuring it out on the back end, figuring out, okay, this is the price. I'm confident in this price now because I just did a little mock-up. I just did the math and then just, it is what it is. I mean, that, that is the price and it's Mm -hmm. unfortunately that's the way it is. And I've, I've been questioned on some things. And one of my first big weddings I was questioned on my service fee and she's like, well, because it's so big, why why is your service fee still twenty percent or whatever it was for that wedding? And I said because I need to dip, get a refrigerated truck. I need you know mm-hmm. I have to have that many more staff. I, You know all these things. Your flower, your compote design is still your compote design. That cost is all right there. So mm-hmm. even though I'm doing it thirty times, like it's the cost is you know I still have to have right. hands to do that. I still have to have the product to do that. So and I do say feel that my service fee saves me sometimes because I do have those last minute panics and my my staff kind of laughs at me. My husband always laughs at me. He's like, you always order product the last second (laughs) because I panic. I'm like, oh my gosh, do I have enough? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially for installation stuff. But when you're doing those big weddings and you need, you know, it's usually like, I'm just going to order a hundred extra roses just in case for this installation. Mm -hmm a hundred extra roses, you know, in the big grand scheme of things. So, mm-hmm. and I'll make them disappear. And that's typically what I do, mm-hmm. um, disappear as in like use them for the wedding in some way. But I think it's just, it's really getting confident with that initial price that you, you decide is that it needs to be this and then kind of just relaying that to the customer this is this this price is what's going to get you what you want mm-hmm. i i've struggled with that and some of my best customers they still sometimes question things and i'm like or like they're oh this uh, this event was seven thousand dollars my price and shh, they wanted it closer to five and i'm like what do you want to cut because this yeah. is I'm at. yeah yeah <laughs> and they don't want to cut anything so guess what seven thousand dollars is what we ended up with
1: but yeah mm-hmm.
2: You yeah. really just have to be confident in your pricing. Mm-hmm. And I think doing that is, you know, for me, it was experience, but then, you know, initially I had to do some mock-ups. I had to figure out what the cost is because, yeah. you know, as a flower farm, you forget that those flowers cost money. And then when you start ordering in product yeah. and like I do for a lot of weddings, you realize, holy crap, this stuff all costs money. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're already, like I always tell myself, they're already getting a deal because I'm going to make these amazing
0: Mm-hmm.
2: With my own product, so I'm. I you just have to say I'm not. No, this is this is the price. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think.
2: And if they trust you, and if they they see what you do, then they're gonna say yes. I'm. I'm all in. We're good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's and those are the people you want to work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Those are the people I want to work with. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So in the spirit of last week's Halloween special, um, we shared our some of our flower farming horror stories, and of course most of them included weddings. So what is your biggest wedding horror story?
2: One instantly pops to mind and it doesn't end in a horror story. It could have been a oh, very, yeah. very, very bad horror story. <laughs> Cinderella. But this, this is, yeah, this is the one that always sticks out in my, my mind. And I cross check, double check, triple check dates. So this bride shows oh. up a week before, or the week of her wedding that Monday to drop off final payment. And she said, um, I said, all right, I'll see you Saturday. And she's like, no, Friday. And I go, no, Saturday. And she's like, no, Friday. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll see you Friday.
0: <laughs> oh, runs to paperwork.
2: I <laughs> I literally left her, ran to my studio, and I was like, oh, my gosh. It says on her proposal, Saturday, but the date was Friday.
0: Friday. Oh my God. So
2: back and forth for a year and a half. Neither one of us caught it. Oh
1: my god. But on my god. folder,
2: it said like on the outside of my folder that I keep all their wedding stuff in, it said Saturday. So I oh. thought like, that was that could have been very, very bad. When yeah. did she come to you? Like <laughs> when it was a week so I was already ready, thank God. Because I was okay. like I have to go. But I was like, Well, my weekend just got a little lighter because now it's on Friday. It's <laughs> <Saturday."> <laughs> <gasps> oh, this was, oh gosh, goodness. I wish I could I mean, it was a long time ago, but yeah, so now I literally double check, triple check dates, because that could have been bad, and I always have, I have horror nightmare, I mean, I have nightmares all the time about weddings. Yeah, mm-hmm. showing up and not having enough stuff, or oh, yeah. like, mm-hmm. not having enough time, like the bride's coming in, I'm like, still working on installation, or mm-hmm. every morning of my wedding, or even the night before as well, the first thing I do is check my cooler. Did my cooler freeze? That is my worst fear. <laughs> Every morning, I'm always like, John, go check the cooler. He's like, it's like, yes. Fine. Six o'clock in the morning, just run out there and check the cooler. Make sure it's not like, frozen. That's yeah. the service uh, fee,
0: though. Yes, yes.
2: I lose sleep. Yes, I, and I read flat out. I'm like, I, I'm. I don't know. I'm assuming most designers and most florists do this, but I'm like. I will lose sleep over your wedding. I promise Mm -hmm. you because it's one day and I have to be on that one day and I have to show up and have everything perfect for you. And I will, you know, but it's, it's stressful. I'm like, some people are very cool and calm about it, but, and I I think I, I hope I am cool and calm on the surface, like on the outside, but inside (laughs) I'm scrambling. I'm like making sure everything (laughs) is just right. Yeah,
1: Yeah.
2: Lindsay's probably seen me have some moments where I'm like, Woo, I need to breathe. But Oh no. No, you meant
1: you're great. You always I, I'm always am so impressed on like how you can pull off these big weddings and um, just it's, it's unreal. I mean, we've how big was that that overhead installation that I referenced? It was how wide by how long?
2: Oh gosh, I have no idea.
1: I want yeah. s- wasn't it like 20 by like 60 like, oh, or that. something? It was, it was huge. My gosh. It was
2: hanging florals.
1: Luxurious. Yeah, the first wedding I ever helped you with, there was 110 tables, right? Yeah. 110, 110,
0: 110 tables?
2: 110, 110 tables, yeah. Yeah. 113. It was a one 113, 113 something like that, yeah. Oh. I took a picture
1: of the last table. Yeah. Yeah, it was unreal. <laughs> I have like photos from it. was, like hanging, you know, floral chandeliers and candles and
2: Beautiful. and
1: um, Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And they really do provide slippers for their I would, like they were putting out the these like <laughs> different sizes and I'm like sandals for them for the dance floor. So their feet Aww. don't, I'm like, this is unreal. Yeah. This I is- will say we,
2: we were talking about the calm and like the energy. I, I didn't, I don't think I even mentioned this to you, Lindsay, before, but just recently we had a designer from LA come in to do this wedding. I did the rehearsal dinner, um, up the street at a restaurant, but the, the actual wedding, um, was absolutely insane and I just wanted to be like I helped. They they reached out to me because they was it was referred to by uh, somebody in town that knew me um, because they needed people help to help process flowers. They told me they when they first reached it out they're like we just need to help cut flowers. I'm like what do you mean cut flowers? Like yeah. They're like As it process. They're like yeah we need help. Someone to help process. So me and three of my staff went out because I just wanted to be a little bit involved in yes, this event. Yeah, it was like million dollar wedding. I mean, it was going to be insane. But um, so we went out and we processed flowers for a few hours. I've never processed so many um, hydrangeas in my life. I wanted to go crazy, but <laughs> but to see the guy who can I mention his name? I don't know if that's legit. Yeah, Thelio Designs. Okay. LA with a C. He did this wedding and I went out there the day of the wedding. He invited me out the day of the wedding to kind of check it all out. I was oh, like, are you not there? Uh, yeah, so I got to go out there. And he was so calm walking me around and like, <laughs> like, I want your energy. Like I want that calm energy. And he, I mean, talk about installations, guys. I mean, you got to go look him up because the whole ceiling was – black with like all these twinkle lights yeah you sent me photo you sent me a oh, photo that's oh it was, it was unreal insane. yeah but anyways like his calm was mm-hmm. what i hope to achieve one day <laughs> <He's> <laughs> probably he might be medicated i yeah. don't you know I or mean, he's there's paying somebody
0: else to do all the worry something
2: that can't <laughs> had a crew and they were like a very <laughs> i mean his crew was pretty intense but.
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it's so fun to see those you know those Big, huge weddings unfold, and and how Mm -hmm. like they're just so glam, you know. Like we're doing like hay wagons. Come a couple, that you know, hours (laughs) south, and where they're like bobbing for apples and doing hay wagons. I mean, like hay wagon rides. It's just different. It is. It's just different. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I love my small weddings, but it is a different vibe. (laughs) Yeah. For sure.
2: They're so. all kind of, that's the thing. It's like, you got to really figure out what you want to do. And, and, cause there's all kinds of people. I mean, you could just mm-hmm. kind of hang down here and do, you know, dabble with the different things, or you can go yeah. way up here and just do like, you know, mm-hmm. who do you, who, what kind of people do you want to hang with? Yeah. Really. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's very true. Yeah. I know there's, um, when you guys were doing installations and you're using like magnets and things to Mm -hmm. hang stuff on the ceiling, John's helping doing the install part. (laughs) I remember thinking like, I am so glad this is not my wedding. Cause I could just see, you know, like that we're hanging like glass lanterns with lights from these Mm -hmm. ceilings and we're like snapping them up there. I'm thinking just Godspeed, (laughs) little friends, (laughs) just nobody jump too hard Mm -hmm. on the dance floor. (laughs) Holy crap.
2: Yeah. Uh Yeah. Oh, if anyone needs magnets. I got magnets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my!
0: Oh yeah, my goodness! Lots of stuff. But... Yeah. Anything else you want to share with us, Tara?
2: Just figure out what you want to do and, mm-hmm. you know, and it, 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 don't let it. Don't get hung up on it. Just start doing mm-hmm. something and then let it evolve. Yeah. Because you don't have all the answers right away. Yeah. So yeah.
0: And part of the journey is figuring it out. Like, go practice yeah. with flowers. <laughs> Look at find mm-hmm. other pictures. Like for me, I was like, what are the what are bouquets that inspire me and that I love? Okay, what are what's what do I like about it and how can I replicate that in my own designs? And that's part of the process is getting better. I'm sure you look at your year one bouquets and are like, what oh. in the <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's an evolution. Okay, Tara, can you tell our listeners where they can find you, learn more about you, see all your beautiful flowers?
2: Yeah. yeah. So we are Fodor Tree Farm, F-O-D-O-R Tree Farm. We have Instagram there. We have a website there. But then we also have Tara Fodor Designs, both Instagram and website. And then we also have Tara Fo, T-A-R-A-F-O for the Instagram. That's my account that I kind of share a little bit of everything. Farm Family Flowers, that's where most of the people follow me and that's i always say that's the spot it, was, it started off being a personal account and then it just kind of kind of expanded from there but that is the account where i post everything <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you want in on any new stuff that's where i post
0: but Aww. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for ha- for coming on the on the pod. And then we're actually going to be hanging up after this and we're doing an insider special with Tara on large-scale installation pricing and your favorite flowers to use in your wedding design that you grow. So thank you, Tara. If you want some more information on that, head over to our website, thedirtonflowers.com forward slash, forward slash membership.
1: Mm-hmm. You nailed it!
0: <laughs> you nailed it! I usually say backs backslash. Yeah, yep. I got that right. Okay, so the dirt forward slash membership, where you can learn more, how you can get involved with us each month for t- only twenty dollars a month. Okay, guys, thank you so much. If you love what you're hearing, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. So every Friday, you get an amazing notification that says, hey, Shannon and Lindsay have something new for you, a new learning opportunity, and hopefully a few laughs. So that'll get you that notification. Obviously, a lot of you already do. But if you haven't, go hang out with us on Instagram at dirt on flowers. Let us know what you want to hear. We're making all of our winter plans. So it'll be really awesome to hear what you guys want to hear from us because what you want truly drives what we do. All right, guys, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. and We'll see you at the same time, same place next week.